0: Hello and welcome to Affable Chat. My name is Benjamin and I'm joined by my two siblings today. Amanda, say hello.
1: Hi.
0: And Gabriel. Hello. Returning to the podcast, it's actually Gabriel's uh, second appearance, Amanda's first. And today we're talking about Wallace and Gromit, The Wrong Trousers. It's The Wrong Trousers. (laughs) The Wrong Trousers. What have you done with the controls, Gromit? Now, that'll do. Just hold on a minute. Stop it, Gromit! Stop the compounded thing! This isn't funny, Gromit! The joke's over! Get me out of these! Gromit! This is a stop-motion animated British short film directed by Nick Park, uh, and the cast includes Wallace, Gromit, and Feathers McGraw. That's it. There's only three characters in this entire short film. I watched this on Amazon Prime Video for eight bucks. How did you guys watch it?
1: Same here, thanks to you.
0: Yeah, for your birthday, happy birthday! Thank you.
2: Yeah, I, I downloaded it too, and then a couple days later, found out that it was free on Amazon Prime. Yeah. as well to stream, which so. is
0: interesting. I know Amazon sometimes will make movies briefly free for like a weekend or like a week at a time. So maybe when you rewatched it, you caught it at the right time. But still, Amazon offering all four Wallace and Gromit short films for eight bucks is a, is a tremendous deal. I I, I would say. Possibly the best value I've ever seen for a four purchase Amazon Prime video. Um, so if you want to rewatch the Walls and Gromit, I, I implore you. It's very easy to access. But okay, now let's. I'm going to read a synopsis that I wrote for the events that happened in Wallace and Gromit, The Wrong Trousers. So just just in case it's been a minute since you've seen it, uh, let me refresh your mind. So Wallace is a British inventor who lives with his dog Gromit at 52 West Wallaby Street. Today is Gromit's birthday, and as a gift, Wallace got him a leash, a collar, and some robotic pants called Techno Trousers to take him on his daily walk. Gromit isn't entirely thrilled with this gift, but Wallace can't really tell because Gromit can't talk. And also, Wallace is kind of oblivious. When Wallace checks the mail, he realizes that he has a lot of bills to pay. He doesn't have a lot of money lying around, so he decides he's going to need to sublet his spare room in order to pay his debts. Soon after, there's a knock on the door. In walks a penguin who is interested in renting the spare room. Upon seeing the spare room, the penguin decides he will take Gromit's room instead. Uh, Wallace allows this to happen, because Wallace is kind of a pushover, and Wallace and Gromit begin renovating the spare room, which will now be Gromit's room. The Penguin makes Gromit's life unbearable by playing loud music in his room, even though he's not home, and cozying up to Wallace, doing things like getting the mail and fetching Wallace's slippers, things that Gromit traditionally did. After a while, Gromit feels that he is no longer wanted, and he packs his bag and leaves. Upon seeing this, the penguin sets his secret plan into action. He modifies the techno trousers so that they can be controlled remotely and forces Wallace into them. Then he walks Wallace all over town wearing the trousers uh, before sending him to bed exhausted. Gromit sees Wallace walking uncontrollable all over town and he sees the penguin using the remote con- uh, to control the trousers. Gromit follows the penguin and watches him casing a museum gromit goes back to wallace's house and finds the penguin's plans to steal a giant diamond from the city museum he hides when the penguin returns home and watches the penguin leave with wallace who is now sleepwalking in the trousers the penguin uses wallace and the trousers to sneak into the city museum and steal the diamond he does this by using the suction ability on the feet of the trousers to walk on the ceiling Everything is going according to plan until a ceiling tile comes loose and Wallace swings through a laser sensor, setting off the burglar alarm. Wallace wakes up, but the penguin is still able to use his trousers to escape back to the house. The penguin puts Wallace in a wardrobe and attempts to escape with the diamond, but Gromit is there with a rolling pin to stop him. It turns out the penguin has a gun, so he puts Gromit in the wardrobe with Wallace. Gromit hotwires the trousers to stomp their way out of the wardrobe so that they can try to catch the penguin. An epic chase ensues that includes gunshots, nets, and tiny train tracks, and in the end they catch the penguin in a bottle, and the next day they use the remote controlled trousers to turn him into the police, and the penguin ends up behind bars at the zoo. Wallace uses the reward money they got for stopping the robbery to pay off his debts. And he declares that they don't need to sublet the room anymore. Gromit reads the paper and Wallace enjoys some cheese and crackers as the techno trousers walk off into the sunset. The end. So there you have it. Wallace and Gromit, the wrong trousers, the second Wallace and Gromit short from Nick Park, uh, I just want to ask you guys, what is, what does Wallace and Gromit mean to you?
1: Definitely cheese and crackers for sure. (laughs) Yeah. And the stop motion animation that I enjoy.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, it was, I think Wallace and Gromit, it was one of many like uh, stop motion films that I watched when I was a kid, but definitely super influential. Nothing but good memories from watching Wallace and Gromit.
2: Yeah, I think also having funny accents, too, and being introduced to British accents and silly things that they might say that are yeah similar to words that we see here in the United States.
0: Sure. Well, as a kid, you see so much, like you get introduced to stuff and you might not really think about the media that you're consuming. Um, but looking back on it now, it seems so bizarre that we were watching... Like this British stop motion animation. Like it, it was such a random thing to throw in. That seems like a pretty. I mean, I don't know if you guys have talked to your friends about Wallace and Gromit, but I actually know a lot of people my age that watched Wallace and Gromit as kids. It's just such a. It seems like such a bizarre common thing for us to all have seen
1: here in the United States. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I've had the
2: opposite uh, response to, from my friends. Okay. And only a few of my friends have. See, heard that's of what I would I
0: expect. Yeah. I mean, I I know plenty of people who haven't seen it as well, but I just thought it seemed like a weird thing for us to have seen and to meet other people who went through that too. I mean, you know, at this point, Wallace and Gromit is huge. I mean, if you think about what Nick Park has gone on to do since Wallace and Gromit, he's made Chicken Run, he made Wallace and Gromit, The Curse of the Were-Rabbit, he made Shaun the Sheep, like, show and movie, Early Man, which was that, like, prehistoric caveman kind of short... or not short, uh, movie... Sean the sheep got a sequel called farmageddon and i just found out that there's apparently a chicken run 2 that's supposed to come out later this year
1: chicken run yeah yeah Yeah, i forgot about that chicken run
0: was his first feature length yeah
1: i think i think more people my age know those movies yeah and less about wallace and gromit but i will always refer to like that style of animation or his production like a wallace and gromit guy
0: like, yeah yeah it's
1: the waltz and gromit kind of thing
0: yeah, yeah yeah like well stop motion he's just so amazing at stop motion nick park like it's i i already really love the uh the medium itself but nick park just brings it to another level <laughs> yeah it's especially in um the wrong trousers because he if you compare this like the first one he made was a grand day out which was great and it's, it's magic as well but you can see the step forward he took when he got to the wrong trousers yeah. where not only is the animation better but also the characters seem a little bit more fleshed out and designed especially wallace <laughs> yeah, wallace for- is such a like <laughs> i don't know like he's fine in a grand day out but he's so uh like vapid like Incomplete, half of his yeah. lines are just oh (laughs) he's just responding to everything which is hilarious the way that uh he's so um i don't know like he's so unaware uh is what makes wallace so hilarious but uh you know they they do a little bit better of making him more of a person in the in the wrong trousers than just kind of like a vapid british dude he he is in a grand day out when i when
2: when i watched it i chose to put the subtitles on Uh and. I don't know if you guys did this, but there were inaudible things that Wallace <laughs> would say that was part of his lines, or just he would yeah. have lines you could hear, and then it would be inaudible, yeah. and then he would keep going on. Right. And I think it kind of played into his British demeanor. Yeah. And it had that little character voice. I yeah. also noticed too that uh the sound design. Oh, was oh great. my god! You he really so hear does. the sound of those. I know for me personally, it was the bricks. And when oh, okay. Wallace or Gromit is looking over and peering over, and you hear the crunching of the bricks. Wow. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. something that's always stuck in my head a sound of bricks.
0: Yeah. Well, for me, the like- Foley, I guess. Yes. And the most apparent sound design, the the most visceral and noticeable sound design in in the wrong trousers for me is when the trousers are being used because they put so much detail into the sound of the surface that the trousers are walking over. Like, Because wasn't it
1: suctioned? Like, yes,
0: like it, it, they they implied the that it has like yeah some sort of vacuum suction on the bottom, which makes it possible for the trousers to walk up walls and on the ceiling. But when you first get introduced to the trousers, the scene where the trousers walk into the room and Gromit starts, he does like the classic dog getting scared of something <laughs> mechanical reaction, where he's like backing up into the wall. You can hear the those footsteps kind of echoing. Through the surface of the hardwood floor, like it, it, it's um they they really amplify that, and then it continues throughout. Uh, when Wallace is breaking into the city museum, you can hear the difference between what it sounds like to walk up the side of the building and on the metal of the air ducts that he walks inside of. It's it's so it's so well done, yeah. Um, and and it it really adds to the uh, immersion when you're being transported into this claymation world. I love being in the wallace and gromit claymation world, i love just spending time there Mm -hmm. like just sitting with wallace and gromit while they're enjoying tea and crackers and cheese it's you know that's euphoria for me i uh like especially because a, a friend of mine pointed out to me that they use functional lighting inside the sets. So when you see a lot, like a good example of this is the lamp that's behind Wallace when he's sitting in his chair. You can see the shadow emanating from inside of that lamp, which you know, you can only be done by using those uh, like actual lights. So even though everything in the set is tiny and it's clay and it's all built by hand, you can see the The lighting is always accurate because they're using actual functional lighting. Um, the, another example of this is when they're at night going to the city museum. There's lights in the alleyway, and you can tell that they're real lights. So when Wallace and the Penguin walk by, their their shadows look real because they are real. They're just the light that's being uh, blocked by their actual physical form. So I thought that was really cool. The attention to detail in Wallace and Gromit is, is you know, unmatched. And I think specifically, the wrong trousers is. Um, you know, it has a special place in my heart because it's, I don't know. It's just magic. Like it's, I, I already love stamp motion animation. I always say that whenever we talk about that on the podcast, but, um, like Wallace and Gromit, especially it just holds up no matter how much time passes. It still looks amazing. It's still fun to just take a look at everything they've got inside the set. And the wrong trouser specifically is such a simple premise. Like the story itself is not that complicated. It's literally just like Wallace has to rent out a room and then they bring in this penguin and the penguin ends up being a bad guy. Like (laughs) it's really not that much of a, a story. Um, but it feels so much more complex than that without being confusing. Um, and it's genuinely funny too. Yeah, like Wallace and Gromit is laugh out loud. Yeah, which is hard to do. I feel like because something that might—I mean, it's obvious, but might not be that apparent. There, no one in this movie talks besides Wallace.
1: Yeah, I enjoy that they didn't give Gromit a voice. Yeah, and I enjoy that they didn't give the villain a voice either. Yeah, for a little
0: nobody talks except for Wallace. Yeah. And um, a lot of what he says isn't that important. Like, some of the... <laughs> yeah, filler almost. Well, sure. Like, think about when, um, when, Feather- when you first see Feathers McGraw. He walks in, and all you're getting is Gromit's facial expressions when Feathers McGraw enters, and you see Feathers McGraw's beady little eyes blinking at you. That entire time, Wallace is talking. <laughs> Nothing he's <laughs> saying matters, you know? Yeah. It's all about the facial expression um, and the body language you get from Gromit and Feathers McGraw, which is, I, I don't know, it's just different. It's its refreshing to have a story told this way. Um, I mean, another thing that's important in Wallace and Gromit is the music and yeah. the uh, the score for The Wrong Trousers it's so effectively done yeah like the emotion the suspense the the pulses the uh, you know it it really helps to you know uh, communicate what's going on but also they have fun music in it that is also lyricless, right? Like the Wallace and Gromit theme song does not have any words to it. The songs that they play out of Feathers McGraw's bedroom, that's a real song. That's, that song is called tie a yellow ribbon, uh, around the old Oak tree. There is a full band version with lyrics and all that to that song. But what they use in, in Wallace and Gromit is the, uh, the, the, ballpark organ version of that <laughs> so you can play it it's still a recognizable tune but you don't need any of the lyrics um which i think kind of goes along with this wallace and gromit like wordless uh theme here where you don't have most of your characters do not talk and you don't need words to, to understand what's going on um i i think that's really part of what makes wallace and gromit special yeah
1: i also think that think of claymation wise maybe it was a lot easier just to make Wallace talk. That's a good know? point. Yeah. And then Gromit <laughs> just do a bunch of facial expressions because you know, already Wallace's mouth is already probably hard to move. Sure. <laughs> Why? The yeah.
0: There are definitely parts of this. Cause I know how long it takes years to make these Wallace and Gromit things with how much like with them doing stop motion, especially cause early on Nick Park was doing this stuff on his own. So he really didn't have any help. Um, I mean, I don't know the extent of it, but he started Walls and Gromit while he was still a student uh, at art school. So it was for his, like, graduating project. So it was um, a lot of work, and you can tell there's some times where he wants to be lazy with it. You were mentioning the bricks earlier, Gabriel, Mm. the part where Gromit, like, is trying to find where Feathers McGraw is. He runs behind a bunch of construction equipment so all they had to animate for those frames was like the top of his head you know Mm, so it's so much easier to get through a few seconds of the movie without having to actually do all that much work uh which i'm sure goes into some of the planning for this uh so it's a little bit less um but i don't know it's that's part of what makes me appreciate stop motion is you know how meticulous they have to be and how frustrating it must be to get through you know, one second a day of making your movie, (laughs) especially when they do stuff like the rain. I have no idea how they make, how they stop motion animate rain. You know, like when Gromit is walking out when he's that scene. How sad is it when Gromit cries? Yeah. His yellow, his yellow rain jacket. Rain gear, yeah. Oh, but, yeah, but but just when, in general, like that's a, one of the things I really appreciate about Wallace and Gromit is they're able to make you laugh, and it's it's very lighthearted and carefree. But it also will hit you hard, like. Because the, the, like the, that scene where, I mean, if, if you've had roommates or noisy neighbors, you know how awful it is to try to be sleeping when somebody is playing loud music and there's nothing you can do about it. And Gromit tried. He even banged on his door. But then he just goes outside to try to sleep in his dog house and, he, and he's wearing the, the, the earmuffs and he still can't sleep. And then Feathers McGraw wasn't even there the whole time. And as soon as he gets home, he turns off the music and goes to bed. And then all Gromit can do is is weep. I felt for him right there. Like that was that was yeah. tough. Yeah, very relatable. Poor Gromit, scenario yeah. <laughs> there. And maybe
2: Wallace or uh, Gromit for us is helps us be come in bring us more into the Wallace and Gromit story and, and, and help us build in that um the similarities and and that we have as people but even though he's a dog yeah he's still labeled he's a, anthropomorphic yeah 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 i mean he, he has reactions natural reactions to things but um despite him not knowing some of the answers uh up at front as he kind of turns things around at the end of this towards the end of the story and getting back finding out that brothers mcgraw is not who he yeah appears have you seen this chicken?
0: <laughs> that was hilarious too. I actually I that was what made me decide I need to rewatch uh, this movie because I saw a meme about Wallace in um, on Twitter. So I googled a picture of Feathers McGraw, and there was a post on uh the official wallace and gromit facebook page that showed feathers mcgraw and it was like would you trust this chicken
1: (laughs) (laughs) i I forgot that
0: that was his whole thing is his disguise is that he's a chicken yeah wallace is such a knucklehead too because gromit pretty much immediately recognizes feathers mcgraw as the chicken in that poster but wallace goes through a whole it's like, uh escapade with him. He goes through this whole heist and then doesn't realize who it is until he takes it, takes it, it off. off. What? Yeah. It's you! Yeah, that was cute. Oh my gosh, yeah. That's so funny. I mean, while we're talking about the heist, I love the like having Wallace wake up in the middle of the heist. Like, what a creative idea it was! This whole the wrong trousers thing, using it as like the premise for how do you how you break into a museum and, and steal a diamond? Um, because Wallace waking up upside down with sirens blaring—that is like a nightmare that is a dream that you could have where it's like you wake up in that moment and you're like this is definitely a dream like how did i even get here yeah, a
2: fever dream yeah he didn't have yeah. control at, at all
0: right so when wallace is like freaking out and, and saying like i must be dreaming like it, it it makes perfect sense that that would be his reaction um in such a bizarre place to to wake up I, I don't know i thought it was just such a cool idea like it, how do you take something as simple as like a man and his dog living together and turn it into that like that's that's what i love about wallace and gromit is it's so plain but it's also so wacky yeah you know all uh, in, in one uh, all in the same time and it's also so british too i think we can't overlook yeah. how british it is and and it's one of those things where it's like a positive representation of what it means or not what it means to be british but like a positive representation of just you know british, british culture. culture yeah yeah um because another thing i wanted to talk about is like their the newspaper headlines um the headlines are so funny like y- y- it's definitely worth pausing to look at all the different newspaper headlines first off they definitely have soccer references in yep. them a yep. lot like there's one h- headline where it's like golden boys city toast precious win against rivals but rovers rescue hopes look bleak you know so it's talking about uh the premier league and and potentially the relegation battle going on for blackburn rovers um and of course there's the classic one that's almost a little bit too upfront because there's no way you miss it but there's one headline that says as gromit is reading the newspaper it says dog reads paper which i don't even know in the in the wallace and gromit world is it weird that gromit reads a paper it seems like grom or wallace isn't that surprised when it happens you know yeah they kind of blur the lines between like where being an animal like stops and where uh being a human essentially begins
1: but are we are we in Gromit's perspective like
0: oh or are
1: we because i just feel like as a dog you're not going to understand what your owner is going to say anyway or what he's doing or anything but
0: or at least your owner might understand you what you're trying to express that's a good point who's what whose perspective are we seeing the world from in wallace and gromit i mean I don't know, like taking a penguin in as a tenant. Like, I feel like watch. Because the other thing is, how did Wallace know that he was here for the uh for the room? Because the penguin can't talk either. No, he just comes in and oh, you must be here for the room. <laughs> instantly yeah and then he just walks up the stairs you know like um i don't know i I think it's the type of thing where you don't have to think too hard about it you know it is what it is um but i do i did think that the um the newspaper was pretty funny and and also another thing for the newspaper was in the first scene uh when uh gromit is reading the newspaper at the breakfast table um there's that it, on the newspaper it says um what a gem which is kind of like a reference to the incoming uh new diamond at the museum so um uh, which also that breakfast scene is great too like the whole like innovative process for getting dressed that wallace has set up for himself where the toast blocks the projectile jelly like there's so many good callbacks to that sequence that happened throughout it because it, at the beginning it shows that's just how wallace is an inventor and he that's what he does he tinkers with things he comes up with new ways to do normal things but also later the, like the tilting bed that drops you into some pants is how Feathers McGraw gets him into the wrong trousers. And then they come back to it again, even later, when Gromit goes through the same thing backwards. And then he gets hit in the face with the jam. Yeah. So also,
1: that was Wallace's biggest problem. It's the wrong trousers. Like, these aren't mine. Like,. <laughs> <laughs> these are for walkies. Like, <laughs> like Tully didn't want to wear yeah, those. It's so
2: funny that, it, well, again, it, because it's similar, sh- like, it, to a cartoon, he's able to fit into these, and you can tell, <laughs> yeah. like, the ankles of the wrong dress Now, x NASA, not forget that. And but he fits in those and stays in there all day in his like mesh his, undershirt. Yeah, his yeah. tank top. Yeah. <laughs> the fishnet one, yeah. But he does mention when, when, he, when we first see him and he goes through his the bed scenario there, he does explain that he does need to... Back to Avengers scene, tinkering, like he's, he's like, I need to fix the landing on that. Yeah, a yeah. Rough landing. A bit
0: painful on re-entry. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Wait, so is Wallace the inventor or is... Or is Gromit the inventor?
0: I, I guess they both have inventive... Uh, personalities because of course gromit has the book uh electronics for dogs and he's able to hotwire the uh trousers to help them get out of the wardrobe but um i mean wallace is definitely also an inventor he invented the rocket in oh
1: yeah Mm -hmm. in
0: a grand day out which the wrong trousers definitely has its references to the first thing you see actually is these wall decorations of the rocket from a grand day out you can't you can't miss that uh unique design that orange kind of uh you know geometric rocket that they uh that they fly to the moon in in the first one as well as uh there was a couple other references to it where they have um when they're having uh, cheese and crackers at the end, Gromit is walking to go get the uh, cheese, and he looks out the window at the trousers, and you see them in the trash can, and you hear Wallace go, don't forget the crackers, which is <laughs> definitely, everybody remembers that line from a grand day out. Yeah. Um, and also, another headline on the newspapers, this was actually at the very beginning, when again, when Gromit is reading newspaper, it says, uh, Moon cheese soars. Uh, moon cheese shares soar. Uh, kind of like people are investing in moon cheese. Which, if that was true, wouldn't Wallace be rich? So he wouldn't need to sublet the. <laughs> he wouldn't need to sublet only, his room well
1: he only cares about eating the cheese that yeah. was the whole mission to get more cheese to eat that was
0: it yeah grand day out is so funny in like that the premise is just how to spend the banking holiday like that's wallace's big problem he has all these magazines and all these books on like best vacations and all these other things and he's just like trying to figure out where to go for like just a day of vacation ah it's so good such a simple premise uh, you can't beat that
2: i also liked the uh, on the topic of wallace here when he was blow-drying his ears <laughs> oh, yeah <laughs> Yeah. So they're just flapping.
0: Yeah. His, not too, he doesn't
2: have any hair because he's bald. But he's, his he's ears are... his ears.
0: Yeah, his ears are really expressive. And so are Grommet's, too. Grommet's mm-hmm. ears are, are used... Um, I mean, his whole facial design is so good for expressing how he's feeling. But his ears are definitely a big part of that. Because his ears are like... Sometimes they're his ears, but sometimes they are they just kind of look like his hair. Like, they're just mm-hmm. kind of... Yeah, yeah, Like, the top of his head. What about when he, when he does come down from his
2: contraption, his bed contraption, and the way his shirt is put on is by one sleeve, to uh-huh, sleeve yeah.
0: then the vest so he's got like a, a gap for his armpit. yeah that always bothered me when I was a kid I was like that doesn't how did that work how do his, sl- his yeah. sleeves stay on also
2: another robot there putting on you know, the yeah. sleeves
0: that I, I thought that was interesting too because where does that robot come from and where does it go it like rolls in and we're talking about the vest robot that mm-hmm. like rolls in behind the chair and kind of goes over the top with the chest with the vest where mm-hmm. does that end up uh yeah, I don't know
2: yeah, the, the the pre-knitted or the, just
0: the knitted vest that goes over that. And lest we forget the nine oh five, 905. the nine oh five. Ah, <laughs> such a good setup and payoff. This movie is great, but I think the thing that really sets it over the top is the climactic train scene at the end that that's just simply unforgettable yeah. cuz the thing is a lot of times stop motion is kind of slow and a lot of the stuff in uh Wallace and Gromit is kind of dry humor and it's um situational but when you you get to the end and anybody can enjoy the fast paced uh you know sequence of the train uh chase from the penguin shooting his pistol and and Gromit having it bounce off and Wallace being such a klutz all over the place and the trousers and then the i mean it's so cool watching gromit build the track in front of the train as they go um all leading up to the you know the victorious capture of feathers mcgraw in a bottle <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah i think he could he build it so fast he's maintaining speed and then wallace <laughs> joins in in his first attempt to capture Feathers McGraw is getting hooked by the moose. Yeah, with yeah. his net. With that, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Wallace actually does nothing in that yeah. whole
0: sequence. He's just grommet. And he takes the, the
2: train, takes the train, gotcha! Yeah. And he just takes the train, and then Feathers the McGraw is just on the like the uh, the coal car. Yeah. And then then they finally get him after that. But I did... um, It's interesting to talk about, too, and again, back to the fantasy that is in, in the world that is created in here. Yeah. This house is huge now. Yeah. For having to do all these tracks that go all the way around. Now we have, oh like this,
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> it's like the house is massive, and it, as it's we long, go through, everything. yeah, yeah it's super long. Yeah, you never like the background is just a blur, yeah, which mm-hmm. makes me like wonder how they actually film that. You know, I think
1: the background was moving.
0: Yeah, do you think the background could move like on a? Yeah, that's,
2: oh,
1: that's how I got
0: it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because the part where Gromit is crawling down the like a bunch of cars, you know, like he's like he's he's trying to get closer to the front so we can get to Feathers McGraw. It almost seems like it's an endless just sequence of trains where like grommet is actually staying in place and the train is moving underneath him like that's the way that they mm-hmm. filmed it um i don't know it's there's so much magic with claymation like this like i yeah I, it's almost it's kind of like the way i treat real magic like you know stage magic with magicians is i don't actually care all that much to know exactly how it's done because i i actually just enjoyed being the killed show. yeah yeah making it look real
2: when i watch movies especially when they involve guns and shooting i like to count the bullets <laughs>
0: out of this and
2: feathers mcgill was shooting his revolver yeah and he had i think nine or ten shots out of a six round revolver uh, without reloading from, yeah but i mean we didn't <laughs> see him but it, when he was shooting ramit first of all he jumped up to the top of a of a light fixture. And then was shot down from the light fixture. Use that light fixture as a sh- as a helmet to block bullets coming at straight directly his head. Right.
0: And then yeah, it's one of those things where like the g- inclusion of the gun almost takes it too far. Where I'm like, mm-hmm. oh man, this is a very serious situation. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't want Wallace and ground to get shot. It was a funny escalation from okay. when that... No, it was hilarious. The, the roller pin scene where you're like, oh, man, Gromit's going to give him the business. And he immediately is like, no, I have a gun. Like, you're not going to mess with me. And he,
2: and he makes him move. And that's yeah. Yeah, I the guy I talked about that gets in there
0: with his hands up. It's
2: Wallace like- is still talking to himself. Yeah. You know?
0: Wallace... Especially like Wallace always says such he has such British sayings where he's like when Gromit opens up like the crotch flap of the grong trousers mm-hmm. to wire the trousers he's like steady on lad and, like that's <laughs> how he says to like what are you doing or like careful you know yeah like, steady on and he like, was
1: worried about the wardrobe it was new wood but and everything this is
0: this wardrobe's nearly new. <laughs> 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 He's in the middle of getting basically uh, locked in a in a cabinet when someone's robbed, like just framed him for a robbery, and he's worried about the wear and tear on his nearly new wardrobe. Yeah. Oh yeah, Wallace is great. (laughs) It's. I mean, I don't know. I feel like that's something Americans could easily appreciate. Is just British jargon and and british sayings like uh but wallace has an infinite list of just british ways of saying things i love it he makes up for the fact that nobody else talks (laughs) yeah
1: yeah um one thing that i did notice when feathers mcgraw was um trying to tire out wallace was that there's no one else in the city or in the little village or town that they were living in i never noticed that one. no was there, there wasn't
2: anyone maybe there was police right And we hear sirens yes but that was like in the, the only problem. other
1: when
0: when they leave the museum oh yeah, you yeah. do hear sirens coming in but it is interesting there's nobody else at the cafe no with grommet. there's no. nobody on the street while wallace is running a riot out there and making a, a, a re- jumping over buildings and crashing sorry <laughs> I mean, and obviously, if you continue into the Wallace and Gromit cinematic universe, there are other people and there are more people uh, that talk. But, um, you know, it is this movie does not contain any of them. Even the police station when they go, you don't actually see the police. You just see the trousers walk Feathers McGraw in. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. And then we finally actually
2: we finally hear Feathers McGraw make a sound and that is him growling or whatever oh, yeah.
0: when he's <laughs> Which, finally stuck in the zoo again it, it was like one of those things where it's it's just like having the gun but nobody actually gets shot it's like having him go to jail but it's not jail it's the zoo and mm-hmm. you're like I guess that's really where he should be you know like it doesn't make sense that he wasn't at the zoo he's going around a wild animal doing crimes <laughs> like he should yeah. be in the zoo just like I don't know because it you, you definitely feel bad for Gromit when he's searching for a new place to live and all the Places that have a room for let uh are saying no dogs. Where at that point it's like you're you're being speciesist because grame is is perfectly capable of being a responsible roommate. And you see him waiting outside the bathroom with a towel, like he's a he's an anthropomorphic dog, like he's closer to human than he is to being a dog. Um, but still, they wouldn't let him stay in those other places um oh man i love his relationship with wallace like the picture i want to get a full-size picture of wallace and gromit with their arms over each other's shoulders I that's so funny
2: that. that you say that because i was watching it with my friend dan and he we also paused that and said wait, wait we need a picture like that just, yeah you know, just that'd be so cool to have yeah. a picture of you and your dog or yeah. just wallace and gromit or like even that.
0: yeah even just you and your friend you know mm-hmm. just having a picture where like the, the point isn't where they are or, you know, anything else. It's just that celebrating their friendship. Yeah. Um, like, when Gromit is looking at that picture and, like, tearing up before he decides to leave. I mean, that it hits you, man. Like, that's going back to that Wallace or er, Gromit he's pa- making me cry.
2: He packs his, his homo- hobo bag <laughs> yeah. and then puts his toys and stuff in there. <laughs> he it puts
0: and- a, um, what does he put in there? A brush, a bone, a alarm clock, and I think that's it. And yeah. that's all he has in there, and he wraps it funny.
2: Where like I remember just being little, seeing that, and yeah. thinking that I could do the same thing. Like, yeah, I could never get too. a tie. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I remember trying that too.
0: So, um, like, what did, what did you guys think of and Gromit when you were kids? What what was like? I guess we kind of went over this earlier, but like, what what? I don't know. What was Walsingham to you when you was a kid, or what do you remember it being?
1: Um, I don't remember the stories at all. Yeah, and maybe I can only comprehend um a grand day out because <laughs> yeah. it was so simple i think that's the only thing i could comprehend but watching the wrong trousers i just realized what the story was and but i remember the characters but right. I, don't, I don't remember what what was going on I only i think i only paid attention to it was claymation and that his brow bone was moving around a lot <laughs> and one thing that always has always stuck out and still to this day is him eating his toast in the morning with yes. the jelly because you know, we have jelly at home Yeah, and I'm like, I'm eating what Wallace is eating. Like <laughs> I know what that tastes like Wallace. Like yeah. that's, that's one thing that, cause he put a lot of jelly. It was kind of like the same color too yeah. as ours. So
0: he was a fiend for toast, but but, <laughs> but, but like what you just said, I totally agree with to me. Wallace and Gromit was like a, a lot, like the way that I listened to music when I was a kid, where it was more of like an experience and you kind of just enjoyed the ride and, and didn't understand it as a whole. Mm -hmm. like for me the wrong trousers I didn't really connect the dots for like how they were setting up the story and and, and how this all made sense I didn't even think about how they were subletting because when I before I watched this I was trying to remember what the wrong trousers was about and I was like why did the penguin live with them? Like that's so weird that Wallace would just let a penguin. Like, hey, you want to live with us? Like, that's weird. Um, and because you know, subletting your apartment didn't make it or your house did not make any sense to me as a kid. I didn't even conceptualize rent. Um, so I, I kind of agree with you. It, it was just kind of something that I watched. Like the individual scenes were enjoyable because they were fun to look at. Mm-hmm. It wasn't something that like I built towards together uh, as like a, a whole thing. Yeah. But what about you, were You well, were a little older when we were yeah. watching this as kids.
2: Yeah. I, I'm, I was thinking back before we started. I, Dan and I started watching it, and yeah. I was thinking, I, I don't believe I even have even seen this on DVD. I think the oh, last yeah. time I watched this was on VHS. Yeah, and I remember we would watch it multiple times, so it wasn't just like a one-time thing. We yes. had all three. We had uh, Grand Day Out, uh, The Wrong Trousers, and then A Close Shave. Yes. Right, and we had those on VHS. I also. Watching it again, again, not, this is you know, years ago. Now, uh-huh. finally watching it, I thought they did a little maybe on maybe maybe I'm just remembering something differently. Uh-huh. But on and on Amazon Prime, it almost felt like they cut some scenes or shortened a little bit of the scenes. Again, I have nothing to reference it to. So uh-huh. I can go back to the VHS and just plug that in and see. But I I want to I guess I feel like I've watched it enough or a lot when I was when I was younger. And the part where Gromit is knocking on the door, yeah it seemed to go by so quick and maybe I had just, it's weird in my mind that scenario or that scene was a lot longer. Okay. And maybe some other nuances to it that seemed like it got trimmed a little bit maybe for that. But again, I don't know what I'm referencing that to. I just felt like I thought that was a little longer. But I remember watching a lot, you know, the the movies when we were younger.
0: Right. Oh, yeah. I remember watching them a lot and watching them on VHS. That was definitely, that was the era that we were watching these in.
1: Well, I told Bedron, I was like, I didn't realize that these were like 20 minutes and like 30 minutes long. because They seemed longer? Yeah, I thought they were, I don't know, I was a kid, I was like... Just watching it for a while you know yeah I think, yeah i don't know what time is maybe yeah, your concept of, <laughs> maybe
2: your concept of time wasn't That's what it is cute, now yeah. Oh, that, yeah definitely so i also remember being you know growing up that dad finding it funny too oh, okay. the, yeah. the instances where we thought it was funny too shared with dad because he would laugh out loud yeah to some of the things that would happen that's still immortalized. And that that happens to other movies too, that we've watched as family.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's great for all ages, you know, appropriate for kids, but also, you know,
2: fun for the adults too. Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. I mean, one thing that I know has changed from Wallace and Gromit was for, at least from the original broadcast of The Wrong Trousers is when Gromit opens his card at the beginning, his birthday card where it's like for a a swell dog or something. I wonder who sent him yeah, that.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. Cuz it wasn't now. from
0: Wallace, but um anyways, the song that played out of the card was originally Happy Birthday, but they had to change it to uh Uh, For he's a jolly good fellow because of because the happy birthday song is copyrighted. Oh wow! It's so stupid. I hate that that's a, like a real thing. Uh, Wallace and Gromit is not the only movie that, that does that. I mean, you, you'll see in other movies where they don't actually sing the Happy Birthday song. It'll be something adjacent to it, like Happy Happy Birthday da, 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 that song instead of like the Happy, the happy Birthday, birthday to You song. Yeah. yeah. So that huh. is one. So there have been changes that have been made. So maybe there uh, some editing and cuts have been made as well mm-hmm. um, to the version that's on Amazon.
1: Yeah. Also. I didn't realize that it was Gromit's birthday at all. So I I was like, why is why is there trousers or like when I was younger I didn't realize what the trousers were for or yeah. like, any part. Like I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> and then rewatching it now I'm like, oh okay. There's a reason why there's the wrong trousers here.
0: Right. Well, do you guys feel like Wallace is a bad owner? for gromit because i was getting that impression initially when he got gromit the leash and the collar and it's clear that gromit didn't like that and then also the uh the the trousers weren't a thing that gromit wanted either he actually takes off his stuff when he leaves the house and lets the trousers take a fake dog for a walk
1: i think wallace is trying to um make him more of a dog i would say that okay yeah Okay, try to be more of a dog grommet. Right, like, right. He wants it, it to be more
0: of a classic dog as opposed to what he actually is, which is like... A
1: genius. An-
0: anthropomorphic, yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wallace seems a little aloof to some
0: things. Definitely, soon. definitely. And- but yeah, it feels like his heart is in the right place, though. Yeah. Where he's mm-hmm. like, what do you get a dog? Uh, a leash and a collar, obviously. Like, that's dog stuff. Um, but I think in the end, you know, at, at the very least, with I don't know, it's not explicit, but I feel like Wallace... Uh, f- Appreciates Gromit a little bit more by the end because Gromit did come back and save him. Yeah, because yeah. without Gromit, Wallace would probably still be in that nearly new wardrobe.
2: And Wallace screams for Gromit yes. for help. So it's like that's yeah. his initial reaction: is like, mm. "Where's, where's Gromit? He'll, he'll get me out of this. <laughs> yeah, or it's I need It's either his help.
1: Gromit's fault or <laughs> yeah. help me out, Gromit. Yeah, <laughs> he <laughs> lands in the wrong,
0: wrong trousers. He's like, "What have you done with the controls, <laughs> Gromit? And Gromit's yeah, not even yeah. there. Maybe
2: that's the old, the old joke." the old age old joke of blaming the dog and maybe they can build on that type of joke nuance (laughs) to it too but yeah I think he's think he's a good owner but he's doing things his own Wallace way yeah and at the end of the day Gromit comes back Gromit wants to be there. Wallace wants Gromit
0: to yeah, be there. Yeah, Gromit loves Wallace. Yeah. He does. Yeah. And the thing is, you can like love somebody without being perfect. You know, Wallace isn't perfect. Um, but it, you know, if that picture is any indication, they care for each other, and that's what that's what matters. You know, they support each other when they need it. Um, so one of the things I wanted to ask is like, wh- like, why do you guys think we watched this when we were kids? Because I mean, I I talked to mom and got kind of the history behind this, and and our great aunt actually. Uh, who lives in california she saw that it won an academy award for best short film and that's, i'm actually referring to specifically the wrong trousers and um and that kind of and then she recommended that we watch it and then that got us into the whole wallace and gromit world and um we went beyond that so i i guess maybe that kind of answers my own question as to like why we watched it um But I I just feel like it's such a bizarre thing to have resonate with our generation. Um, And it's interesting to look at where it's gone from there. Um, I really hope this chicken run two that's coming up is, is worth watching because I remember chicken run being amazing. uh, The the first one. And uh, I don't know. I just, I I love these stop motion kind of movies. Yeah.
1: um, I have no idea when we watched it or how we watched it. Like I just, I just remember watching it yeah. and loving the sounds and, you know, being in that experience um, with the stop motion. But yeah, I don't I don't remember anything yeah. else uh, be, beyond that. But I do remember mom said that Tia got us the stuffed animals. And I remember just yes touching Gromit's eyes all the time. Like I could finally touch them <laughs> and like they were malleable. And I, I remember being able to touch Wallace's ears too. And then feeling his vest and stuff. So (laughs) I just remember that. (laughs) I remember
2: those toys, too. I remember the... uh, We also had, like, miniatures, too. We had the wrong trousers. Yes.
0: We had... We had, like, a suction cup wrong trousers where Mm -hmm. you could, like... You know what I'm saying? They had the ones where you could... It's, like, a glass surface and it would stick onto it. Were those from Burger King? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Because that's the other thing, too. I'm trying to remember the... Excuse me, the media craze around Wallace and Gromit, because I believe it was pretty popular when we were kids. Like there was a time where it was pretty mainstream.
2: I think it, I don't know. We would have to have to do some more research on it, but I, I, maybe they got re-released. It doesn't mm. didn't this come out in ninety three? Yes, this
0: one did. The one in ninety three? Yeah. It, so it was uh Chris it was like it, around Christmas time. Sean the
2: Sheep about. is his name. I know we're not talking about a close shave, but I also want to mention, too, we kinda of, we kind of brushed over, but we only get to see... We're Again, we're only talking about one movie and one experience with the group here. But if we had watched all three of them, I think we might have had a bit more nuanced or uh, representation of what his relationship is, Wallace's relationship with Gromit. Right. Given the experiences that they've had. But I still think that this one, out of all three, it gives the best picture and it kind of sets the the tone for their relationship i would think i just want to kind of add that in there
0: yeah yeah well it it says it it broadcast uh in the u.s on pbs which makes sense yeah yeah yeah. um
1: since we had free tv
0: right right so maybe we watched it on pbs um but either way it's 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 simply iconic i'm glad when you bring up something like sean the sheep it's like why didn't they just keep making wallace and gromit but i feel like you don't want to tarnish walls and gromit Mm -hmm. walls and gromit is the type of thing where it's like eventually you could ruin it by making too many where it's like oh now gromit talks actually because we want him to be able to talk so that he we can say he can say snapchat or something like that you (laughs) know so um i'm glad i'm glad it is what it is it's all kind of encapsulated and it'll be amazing forever it's you know locked in uh, in
1: in yeah. a grand day out, almost in every scene you can see a sheep oh, on like yeah. the wall. So maybe like that's Nick Park's real love was oh, I the see. sheep and creating that character. Yeah. But also, you know, his first love is definitely Wallace and Gromit, in He'll, my opinion.
2: They were also those sheep on the newspaper too, I think, were, yes. were featured on there. Yeah.
1: They were like went to jail or to something some something about a bad sheep or something like that. Yeah. I remember seeing that.
0: So um but yeah. Altogether, I-, I love it. Wallace and Gromit is so great, and I'm glad to revisit it. Uh, it all spawned for me from that one meme I saw on Twitter, and I was like, oh, man, I got to get back into Wallace and Gromit. Um, so I'm glad we got a chance to rewatch yeah. it. Yeah,
1: I also really love the voice actor, or the actor that does Wallace. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he... What an iconic voice that he has.
0: Yes. Well, I'm trying to find his name. Uh, Peter Salas. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's yeah he's iconic he's got that where is he from
1: he was doing i think they said they were doing wallace's voice as a yorkshire um accent okay yeah but i don't know what where um i mean uh, what's his name's from
0: but sure but yeah the yorkshire accent is what i was going for
1: um, they wanted it to be another accent but what he was giving him was more yorkshire like okay let's keep that. <laughs> that's really cool yeah uh, it's just so good and i haven't seen that actor in anything else um and I'm currently watching a lot of British television, so I would like to see w- what he did in the past. But I, I kind of don't want to ruin, I don't know, maybe I just want to see like if his voice is that close to what he made of Wallace's. Right,
0: yeah, like if it's his real voice or if he's doing yeah. a, like a, a acting voice, yeah. <laughs>
2: do you remember playing the wallace and gromit video game on GameCube? yes
0: actually that is i was doing some research and that's the only other appearance for feathers mcgraw which the it's for gamecube and i think playstation 2 yeah uh it may be xbox but it was wallace and gromit project zoo and i remember it's one of the first games i got for gamecube and i loved it i was like yes wallace and gromit the video game but the problem was it was so hard, <laughs> like it was like a, a puzzle game where you kind of oh. have to like solve things, and I was just too young to be good at it. Yeah. So I remember getting really pissed off and being bad at Walls and Gromit Project Zoo, but um, it was cool to play a Walls and Gromit video game.
2: Yeah, I, I, if I remember, I don't remember really playing it because I think you were playing it more. But uh, if I remember the concept, there was part of it was you were upgrading. Like contraptions or guns. Yeah, yeah. And- There's
0: definitely like collecting parts to like build inventions was uh, like some aspect of the game Mm -hmm. definitely and i remember there being like a polar bear exhibit which is interesting now because uh yesterday amanda showed me creature comforts which is another short film from nick parks okay he made it at the same time as he made a grand day out um it's actually why a grand day out didn't win the academy award for best animated short film the year that in 1991 or 92 whenever it came out um because Creature Comforts won. <laughs> and that was just another Nick Park uh, project. But Creature Comforts is an interview series with animals in the zoo. And the animals are all British. And they're all talking about how they would rather, like, well, it's their, their perspective on what it's like to be an animal in the zoo. Because some of them are like, yeah, it's better here in the zoo because we never go hungry. Like, there are animals in the, in the wild that go hungry. But then there's like, they're talking to the lion or, or jaguar yeah. or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm so. I wish I was outside. There's no space here, you know? And it's like kind of getting a perspective. It's fun.
1: And the sound design is still good in that, too. Yeah. For it to be such a short um, film. Yes. That one's still good. Oh,
0: and the, br- the accents are so good, too. And it's on YouTube, right?
1: It's on YouTube. And also, there's an Easter egg in The Wrong Trousers yes. that comes from... Uh, creature comforts. Yes, yes. Yeah. So. Yeah, there's an Easter egg cool. in
0: it because if you look around in the museum when Wallace is walking upside down through the museum, it's worth it to pause and take a look at the stuff around there. Everything because, in there, yeah. Yeah, it's all kind of Easter eggs, and one of the Easter eggs is the ant, like the
1: is he a jaguar? Some some kind of some big, big cat. cat. Yeah, yeah, there's
0: some big cat, and you see a taxidermied version of him in the museum yeah. when wallace is walking through it there's really
2: also cool. a, a grouping of penguins too. yes yeah. <laughs> they look like, like it, tribal penguins
0: right it's like <laughs> early man but yeah. instead of man it's penguins yeah which is is hilarious but I, I i know we won't have to
2: probably go into it as much anymore but i did i do i really enjoyed the sound design like i said it, oh like yeah. forever immortalized the brick sound the sound of wallace walking through the vent yes it sounded so real the the alarm going off yeah oh Oh. and
0: and the sound okay that's actually a good point too because the the sound of the uh claw coming out of the helmet you hear that when wallace slips and you hear like it goes like like, it's kind of being pulled against what like it's trying to hold it in there but it can't i don't know how they design that like i don't know how they put together a sound like that but it sounds so good they
1: also did a great job with at the distance of sound, mm-hmm. like you know, Wallace is walking over here talking, and you can hear him,
0: yeah, like that, mm.
1: and muffled too. Whenever it was supposed to be muffled, right? Like, it's beautiful. That's that's a that's a beautiful art to have. Yeah, I, yeah. to make everything sound so realistic it, I, I appreciate that right
0: it, like Wallace and Gromit to me is like the level of art that I feel like art collectors are are like when they're looking at a painting oh, that's yeah. really good they're like wow this is so good this painting I'm like have you seen Wallace and Gromit like oh, the sound your,
1: like, have you heard Wallace and Gromit yeah exactly <laughs> like it's so
0: it's so much so many layers because you have to think about not only is it like the, the writing but there's also the actual stop motion which stop motion there's no sound you're not filming with sound it's not live so then after you do all the stop motion you have to come back and then you do the sound design you know stuff like it's it's i mean we're just explaining how to make a movie at this point but like still it's it's still it's so impressive to me um and and it like i said it still holds up Mm -hmm. like this was done a long time ago and it's still really really good um, another thing, I mean, we've kind of already said this, but the set design is really good as well. Like oh every God, yes. little set is so detailed. The there's, wallpaper. There's so many little Easter eggs. Every frame is worth pausing and being like, what else is in here? What are they hiding from me that I can look at? So it's really great. Yeah.
2: So during the uh, the heist scene, two things that I thought were really funny out of that. Um, one was when is McGraw, you see him controlling <laughs> and he's he's got it all controlled. Like he he's it's all just planned. You know he he has the schematics of of the museum. And then as he's getting closer, or as he's getting closer to the diamond. The jewel or gem, right? What, what is this? It was a, dime-
1: they, they Whatever. a diamond. Whatever. Yeah, a diamond. A and
2: it, it, now he's really having to focus, and you see physical like, sweating. <laughs> yeah. And this goes to, like, the, the animation of water. Yes. On yeah. And then he's, like, flicks it off. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then he gets it, and then I think once it's, he finally nabs it, and it's coming up, and it slips, right? And yeah. then he has the dex- dexterity with just... <laughs> a down and a button for
0: it to like <laughs>
2: come back down and
0: snatch it right before
2: you yeah, hit the yeah. ground so.
0: oh it's so good where it's like inexplicable how the buttons and the and the, the levers translate to steps in yeah. motion yeah, on their trousers yeah. oh it's so good because
2: he had to line it up just right so he had to remember I mean, he had to adjust it adjusted a little yeah. bit in the feet just just barely <sighs>
0: that kind of physical comedy where it, again it, it doesn't have to be uh, explicitly said for it to be understood I think that's really what I'm taking away from these rewatching of all and Gromit is how effectively they're able to make you understand things without using any words at all, mm-hmm. um, and I, I really I think that's really amazing. Yeah, but uh okay, I think we're rounding to the end here of Wallace and Gromit, um, so I, I think that that's where we'll leave it. And I'll do like a little after thing, but I just want to thank you guys, yeah, my sister Amanda, you. and my brother Gabriel for guest starring on Affable Chat.
1: Yeah, it was a good uh, family. Uh, moment. Yeah. yeah,
2: thanks for having us.
0: Yeah, let's go have some cheese and crackers. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> thanks so much for listening to Affable Chat. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to us on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. And wherever you get your podcasts, please leave us a review. It really helps us grow. You can reach us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at affable chat on all three, or send us an email affablechat at gmail.com Check us out on YouTube where we sometimes post the podcast and post videos about other things that don't have anything to do with movies and also Affable Chat is live on Tuesday nights 7pm Eastern on Twitch. That's twitch.tv slash affablechat Come join us live. Come chat with us Uh, But that's going to do it for this episode of Affable Chat. For Affable Chat I'm Benjamin